0: a massive impact in the world, and it's time. So let's do this. Welcome, Ashley, onto the show. I'm so excited to have you here today, and I cannot wait for you to share so much magic with us.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Stephanie. I'm so excited to be here with you, my angel friend. um, Like, Just thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for today.
0: (laughs) No problem. So man, I already know a lot about you, but I'm curious, what really got you into the love relationship manifesting your soulmate path that you've been so passionately on?
1: Oh, God. So, this is like such a deep question because it like all stems all the way back to when I was 13 years old. So, I am a psychotherapist, love and relationship coach. I am a Kundalini yoga teacher. So, I have all these things. And I've been a psychotherapist for over 10 years. And so, I knew that from a very young age, when I was 13 years old and I had my first depression, I knew that I wanted to help women learn how to be happy with themselves and who they were and i had that insight at that age and so as i grew up i went to school i studied psychology i got my masters in social work and then you know i was out there dating in the world and i was having all of my own relationship experiences and drama and dating experiences and i and i always kind of felt like i was the girl that all of my girlfriends would come and talk to about their dating problems. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> I just, you know, I was a therapist. And so there was that, but like, I was also just like really good at it. And I also was really confident in it. And I was confident in my dating choices. Like I knew when I was dating a guy who was a jerk, that it wasn't going to go anywhere. And I wasn't going to force something to make it happen if it wasn't going to happen. Right. And so, you know, what happened was over time. And then when I really wanted to get serious about manifesting my soulmate, which at the time I wasn't that spiritual. I was spiritual, but I didn't know it yet. It was like underground and untapped. Mm. And so I I went into my own therapy and I also worked with a mentor of mine who is a spiritual therapist. And I started the process of manifesting my soulmate, which like I said, at the time, that wasn't what I was calling it because I didn't really know about the word manifesting and what that meant. Mm. But but I started working on this process. And then eventually I I met my soulmate who, you know, Josh, and he is somebody who is really into the spiritual world. And he's like, oh, like you know, like I manifested you and I was like, Mm -hmm. what do you mean? (laughs) He's the one that first taught me that word. I was like, what do you mean you manifested me? Like I've been existing here, like all, you know, all these 20 some odd years before we met. He's like, no, but like, but like we brought ourselves together. You know what I mean? What we, the work that we've been doing individually on ourselves has helped our souls to collide at this time. And so I was like, okay, like I can buy into that. Like that's kind of cool. And then what I realized is that as I was what I was doing was manifesting my soulmate and that, it was interesting because both Josh and I actually did the exact same process. Mm, I just got
0: goosebumps
1: <laughs> <laughs> to, to manifest each other. He knew what he was doing, you know what I mean? He had he had that whole spiritual background and knew the word manifesting and was, you know, doing all that stuff. I didn't have the words for it at the time. I was just doing it and winging it and it gave me the same result. And so when, when we got together it was like, Oh wow, like this one, this really Works (laughs) and two, we can teach people how to do it because not only do we have that spiritual woo woo kind of knowledge, it's and woo woos might make it sound bad, it's not what I mean at all. I know you know what I mean when I say that, but we have this like spiritual, intuitive wisdom and knowledge and understanding of the universe and the law of attraction. But we also have this therapeutic and psychological background to help people untangle those knots and those blocks from their family history or trauma or their ancestral history that may have just nothing really to do with them but just makes it really dif- makes dating and relationships a struggle because love should feel fun and love should feel easy and love should feel effortless and finding love should be fun and effortless, right? Because we're all looking for our soulmate because we want to have fun with somebody, right? Not because we want to struggle with somebody. And you're gonna have struggles in your relationship, but you know, you don't want to come at it from a struggle. You want to come at it from a place of fun and joy and intention. And so that was probably a very long answer to your question.
0: No, no. I, I love hearing like the whole the whole story behind it. Yeah.
1: So it, you know, it's, it started from me at being 13 years old and just wanting to help people fall in love with themselves and, and learn how to be happy on their own to really developing that into how do you also do that? And then when you're doing that, that's when you can really truly manifest your soulmate from a place of love
0: and acceptance and joy. Mm, that's so powerful and it's so true and it's it's funny because i used to get annoyed when like in my journey when you know people would always say oh you need to love yourself first blah 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 i'm like bitch <laughs> i've been through all these freaking relationships and learned all these things and i've been working on myself for so long and you know like this that feeling of like just being impatient but it, it it's so true and it really makes you Look at what you're doing for yourself, how you're honoring yourself, like what you're giving to yourself.
1: Yeah. Well, I think too, what happens is, you know, and, and you, I think hit the nail on the head for a lot of the women that I work with. They're like, I am working on myself mm-hmm. and I do love myself, but like, where the F is he? You know, <laughs> right. It's like, you remember sex in the city when Charlotte's like, I've been dating for 35 years. Where is he already fired? You know? Yeah. And I think that what happens is there's a few things that are going on at the time. One, sometimes I think, and and you know this, cause I know I see you teach the law attraction. Like when you're activating the want of something so much, you're actually activating the feeling of lack. Mm. right? And so when we sometimes when we want the soulmate or the love or the relationship so badly, we're actually activating the loneliness that we're feeling and we're creating more loneliness because we're constantly focused on the loneliness that we're feeling versus the love that's already all around us, right? Whether you're going for a walk in nature or loving your job or loving your friends or just loving your puppy or you know, you're not activating the energy of love that you're wanting to experience. You're activating the energy of lack. That Mm -hmm. is
0: so powerful. Yeah,
1: (laughs) right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, so there's that going on. And then I think too, what happens is, you know, a lot of women Lo and I work with too, like they, we've all had these sort of expectations of when we were going to meet our soulmate and when we were going to start a family and when all these things were going to happen. Mm. And when they didn't happen by that point, we're disappointed, we're angry, we're upset. Right. And we're not giving ourselves permission to just experience our own journey in the way that it's unfolding. And so when we start to do that and we start to look at it, we can start to release the anxiety of not having what we want when we want it and appreciating where we are. And when we can appreciate where we are, we can like... Have some patience, <laughs> and and we can allow ourselves to welcome love with open arms. Versus like being like, well, I've been waiting for you. Like, where have you been my whole life? <laughs> you no, know? like nobody wants to walk into that experience, right? They want to walk into an experience, right? You want to walk into if you're starting a relationship, you want to walk into an experience that's like, oh, hello, how are you? It's so nice to see you. I've, I've been, you know, I've been expecting you, but you know, I haven't been like looking at my clock and like. Pointing at it, mm-hmm. waiting for you to show up on my doorstep.
0: <laughs> yeah. so, um,
1: so I think it's a lot of everything just combined in that way.
0: Yeah. And I think you, well, you can apply that to anything that you want to manifest, you know, oh, like totally. aligning with the feelings of already having it, the feelings of love, abundance. Mm-hmm. How, how, what would you recommend? Like, how would you help people shift from that place of lack to? like acceptance and and releasing the resistance?
1: Yeah. So one of the things that I do is like, so I'm somebody, and I think a lot of women are out, out there like this. I'm somebody that I always knew that I was going to get married one day. I always knew that I would. And I always knew that I was worthy of a relationship that was good and that would make me feel good and where I can contribute to their lives, right? And that there would be a reciprocity in the relationship that was love, unconditional love. And so when when I'm working with my clients who are struggling with this, I'm like, do you have this inner knowing, this intuitive knowing that you are meant to be in a partnership and that you are meant to be married? And most of the time, they will say yes. Like, I know that there is, like, when I can let go of the how and the when and the shoulds and the expectations, I can get behind the feeling that... I know that I'm going to be with somebody and it's going to be okay. And when you can get behind that feeling, then you then you can start to let go of all of the other stuff and all of your expectations and where you're supposed to meet and how you're supposed to meet them and what age you're going to be and how tall they're going to be and all of this mm-hmm. stuff, right? Which on some level is also, you know, you want to think about that stuff, but you don't need to hold on to it, right? And so when you can get behind the feeling of, yeah, I know I'm meant to have this and I know that I'm deserving of this and I know that this will happen for me, then that's all you really need. And if you can be in the energy of that, then you can let go of all the other things and just step into your life with love and with joy. And in that, you'll just attract to you more love and more joy. I think too, what other another thing that people have to realize is that your partner is also on their own journey. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. And so they may not be ready for you yet. And so like you can be totally ready and totally open and they just may not be there yet with whatever they're going through. And so being patient because, you know, it's something that I've talked about a lot before is like, I know that if Josh and I met five years before we did, it never would have worked out, Mm. right? Because of where I was in my life, where he was in his life, you know, we met at the right time for us to meet because that's when our relationship was able to develop over time in a way that was for both of us to grow and to grow together. And so also just remember like your partner is out there and they're going through what they're going through so that they can be the most ready for you. And so get excited about that. Like that's something that's really exciting, I think.
0: Yeah, totally. So how did you meet Josh? Just curious. <laughs> yeah, so we met on Match.com.
1: Nice. <laughs> it was before Tinder and Bumble and like OkCupid okay and like <clears throat> all those things. It was before, you know, we're, we met a little over six years ago. Wow. Uh, yeah, which like, it's crazy to think that like Tinder and Bumble weren't like a thing then, but they were <laughs>
0: And so you said he really opened you up to like the spiritual side of things. Like is that when you got into more like yoga, meditation, all the things? Angel. yeah.
1: Yeah, Angel, yes. He bought me my first angel deck. Yeah. So I was always open to yoga and meditation. And I was when we met I was meditating a little bit and practicing a little bit of yoga. And I would always look at my horoscope on my birthday. And I I was kind of into that a little bit. But I, I just didn't know. My parents weren't into it. I didn't have friends at the time that were, you know, quote unquote, spiritual and into that world. And so I just didn't know there was a whole world out there. You know, I just didn't know like about the new age Section at the bookstore. Like I just didn't know about it, <laughs> and so when I met Josh, um, you know, he was somebody who had been practicing yoga meditation for like tw- maybe not twenty years or almost twenty years when we met. I was like, Oh, you know, he was like, Oh hey, like come do come do this thing with me or like let's let's read this book or whatever and I was like, Okay, cool. you know so I was a very willing participant and then as I got into it, I was like, Oh wow, like this makes so much sense to me like this feels really right and this feels really true and so you know he's into like certain different types of yoga and certain different types of meditations and I you know they they're not necessarily the same, but we can align behind all of the the modalities and the virtues and all that. And so, so he really opened up the door for me. I was like, oh, well, look at like this spiritual world. And I was like, oh, wow, like, this is so cool. There's angel cards and horoscopes and meditations and lots of yoga and things. you know? And um, so yeah, so I had no idea about any of that at all. So it was really kind of cool.
0: Wow. And that like opened you up to like a whole new world that's and led you to like Gabby Bernstein. I know you said you you mentioned before that you coached for Gabby Bernstein and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, so um, I used to be a coach for Gabby Bernstein. That was another crazy so cool, thing. so cool. Um, so I was going through a particularly terrible, terrible time in my life about three and a half years ago. And I was just going through some really big changes and I was like depressed and on the couch like when I wasn't working, which was, you know, it wasn't that often because I was working a lot of the time, but I was just like really down and out. And um, I was going through a lot of healing dynamics. And then one day Josh, he didn't know what to do with me. I didn't know what to do with me. And he went to the bookstore because he loves books. And he brought me home, um, Gabby Bernstein's Spirit Junkie. And I started reading it and I like fell in love with it right away. Mm. And, um, and I was like, okay, like, this is really cool. Like, I really like what she has to say. And so I went on her website and like the next day she had a webinar and like literally, (laughs) and I was like, oh wow, like this is so cool. And this was like before I was into like any of this. So, so I didn't understand like webinars typically lead to them selling something, you know, Mm. like I didn't know any of that stuff at the time. I was like, oh, she has a webinar about like this, this and this and this. I was like, that sounds awesome. I'm like, I'll sign up, you know? And then I told Josh and, and he was like, yeah, like I'm going to sign up too. So he signed up too. And so we joined the webinar the next day and I came, I worked late that next night and I came home late and I was listening to the webinar on my way home in the car. And I was like, oh my God, this is so amazing. This is what I've been looking for. And she was selling um, her spirit junkie masterclass. Mm. And I was like, this is amazing. This sounds like what I, what I need, but I would never spend this much money on myself. I've never done anything. Like this before, I would never go to a workshop for three days. Like that just sounds crazy. Like, but I was like, but I also really want to go. But it's a lot of money. All all these things that you know we tell ourselves when we're like about to make a big investment, or we know (laughs) that we should in ourselves, right? (laughs) And so I get home from it, and I'm like on, I'm on my phone, right? Because I'm listening to the webinar, and he's listening to the webinar like on this computer, and he's like, I'm like, oh, I'm like pointing to my phone. I'm like, I'm listening. Are you listening? And he's like, Yeah, I'm listening. He's like, Did you check your, did you check your email? And I was like. No, like I'm listening to the webinar. Why would I just email? And he's like, I just got you a ticket, and I was oh like, My God! I was like, Oh my God! I was like, I can't believe! It. I was like, How are we gonna pay for it? He's like, I need the payment plan. We'll figure it out. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like so excited, and like you know, I'd like. I was like, and I never invested in myself in that way before. It was the first time ever. Mm. And it was just so cool. And so I went to her masterclass, you know, so then I took like a deep dive into the world of Gabby Bernstein and, um, and I went to her masterclass and it was incredibly life-changing and my life has still never been the same after that. And then wow. I was, I was, sta- I remember standing at the end and, and I looked and I over and I saw where her coaches and her volunteers were. And I was like, you know, and, I, and I'm a therapist and i I'm a spiritual therapist. I'm like using all these tools and everything. And I'm bringing them to my clients. They're all into it. And I like just looked over at the the people that she had in the volunteer section. I was like, I'm supposed to be there. Like I could do that. Mm. Right. And so, and then a year later, my husband Josh and I, we went to go volunteer for her at level one. So, so then we went to level two and Josh went to level two and that was all amazing. And then we got to know Gabby a little bit. And then we went to go volunteer again the following year at Spirit Junk- at the Masterclass Level One, and literally we walk in there and Gabby's like looks at Josh and I and she's like, "Why are you guys not my coaches?" Wow. And we're like, <laughs> we're like we don't know. <laughs> she's like, "Well, you got if you want to be my coaches, like you guys are my coaches, like we need you, we want you, whatever." And I was just like, "This is so crazy!"
0: <laughs> wow.
1: It was nuts. It was you nuts. guys
0: totally manifested that too. Totally manifested that too. It was awesome. That sounds like such an amazing experience. It was, it was, it was really cool. And so did that like really start like catapulting your coaching business online and like your desire to grow in the online space and, and share your message in a bigger way?
1: Yeah. So, what happened for me? So, at the time when I went to Spirit Junkie Masterclass, I was um, working full time at an outpatient mental health agency. So that was like eight thirty to five, and then I would do. I had a private practice in um, Connecticut where I live, and um, where I'd see clients at night. So I would leave, and where my office is versus where we live, it's like it's not that far, but like with traffic, it would take me like over an hour to get there. <laughs> So I leave my house at like 7.30 in the morning. I get to work at 8.30. I'd work there till five. And then I'd run over to my private practice office. And then I'd see like a 5.30, 6.30, be done oh at 9.30, gosh. drive back home. And like do it all over again. And so after master class though, my private practice just just boomed and like I was literally like almost all of my my appointments were booked after after work. And so once I was able to sustain that for about six to eight months, where I was earning about double working, you know, ten to twelve hours a week than I was working forty hours a week, more than double some months. After about six to eight months, I decided to quit my job. So, so funny. So when I, I quit my job, literally the week before we went back to master class for the sec for, to volunteer. Wow. So I quit my job. And then the next week, Gabby's like, you know, Hey, do you guys want to be my coaches? I'm like, Oh my God. And I was like, Gabby, I was like, you don't even know. Like I just quit my job. <laughs> She's like, it's perfect. You know, it was like all, all things are just so perfectly aligned and like, you couldn't, you couldn't have asked for it because it would have felt too perfect to be true mm. or possible. Right.
0: Yeah. It sounds like it all just like really fell into place. Yeah. So timing. <laughs>
1: totally. And so as I sort of got into the Gabby world and, and in um, this online World, You know, my goal is now to really be able to reach more women all over the world to help them really learn how to love themselves, heal their hearts, heal their family patterns and so that they can manifest their soulmate because it's totally possible you know, and everybody deserves to find love and find true love and unconditional love. And I think that as women, you know, sometimes we can settle, you know, we're so like people pleasing, you know? Mm Uh, so many of us are so people-pleasing, even if we're like these really strong women and have these like really amazing businesses and we're so awesome, you know, which is all of us, right? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you know, sometimes when it comes to our relationships, we can like, kind of like curl up in a shell and become, you know, very people-pleasing and, and, and settle in ways that we don't want to, or don't rec- even recognize that we don't want to. And, and so you know, I just want people to know that they can have the relationship that they desire and that they deserve and that they're worthy of.
0: Yeah. And it takes two, you know, totally. <laughs> to, yes. to be able to make that work. Do you do you also deal with a lot of people that are already in relationships, like helping
1: yes. them
0: build it like stronger and like work together within that?
1: Yes. So it's it's like kind of like um how do I say it? it's kind of like a good like tagline like manifest your soulmate, but like I, I I also work with women to help them manifest the relationship they desire when they're already in their partnership, you know, and and sometimes the partnership becomes better for it, and sometimes you know they recognize that they maybe want a different partner, and all of it's good and all of it's okay, you know, because I think the reality is is no matter. Where you are in your life, right, and in your partnership, you have to consider that when you're making that commitment to somebody, that they have to be somebody who's going to be willing to grow.
0: Mm-hmm. That's like the most important thing to me.
1: Yeah, they have to be somebody that's that's willing to grow and will. And, and I'm not just talking, you, you know what I mean? Because it's not it's not just about compromise, right? Like mm-hmm. that's all good, and we need that, right? And that's important. But like somebody who's willing to look at themselves and say, "Hey, like this is an area that I need to grow on yeah. or grow with." And and I think too, you know, I think you know, as women are becoming more powerful, I think it's also with men, they're starting to tune more into, and and we have, we as women have to make it okay for them to tune into more of their like feminine power and Mm. be able to be vulnerable and will, and to show the ways in which they're willing to grow, which may not always be seen as super hyper-masculine, if that makes sense. Totally. Yeah. Right? And so, um, and, and but to have this, or traditionally masculine, I should say, you know. Yeah. But we have to have this space where we can all have a powerful and vulnerable self, and in that space,
0: like creating that dance, that where we can grow. Yeah, it's so important and so powerful. And I think you know, like each person has to be willing to grow within themselves and also mm-hmm. grow as a team, like as a partnership. Absolutely. absolutely. And, and something I always say is like, you're either growing together or you're growing apart.
1: Yeah. Well, I think too, I think that like, there's always kind of that ebb and flow in relationships. So you have to like, you know, cause, because sometimes like you have, like have to give each other space to grow too. So, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're growing apart, but a, one partner in the partnership may feel that.
0: Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, it does.
1: Right. And so it's like, you know, you also have to give each other because you have to grow in your own. There's like three parts of the relationship. There's two individual people and the relationship itself. Mm -hmm. And so each of those have to grow. And sometimes you have to grow out to come back in and be
0: stronger, you know? Yeah. I've just been in, I've experienced in my personal relationship file. (laughs) (laughs) um, Let's bring out the file. (laughs) The whole file, but you know, when someone is just not willing to really grow Mm -hmm. themselves, like they have to want to grow themselves, you know, it's like, you can't wait your whole life waiting for someone to grow while you're just continuing. Like, you know what I mean?
1: But yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. There has to be that, that willingness there a yeah. willingness and like like let's face it like i think so many of us they are willing it's like a willingness and patience right because totally. when we're growing like it can be really painful right. <laughs> like you know i think like like us in this personal development spiritual community we're all talking about growing and expansion and it's beautiful and magical and it is but it's, sometimes it's like really painful
0: Yes, right? and the shadow shit. Ugh. The
1: shadow shit is like real deal, and so also you know recognizing that people's resistance to growing, like there's understandable resistance to wanting to feel that pain that mm-hmm. comes along with growing, and so I think too, you know, if somebody's willing. You know, and and the other person can be patient. You know, then then that's a really good sign. But if somebody's not willing, that's that's not a good sign.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not. But there's always a place for compassion. You know, because everyone has their own stuff, their own experience, their own things that they need to process and grow mm-hmm. from. So I think there's learning lessons in every relationship, no matter what happens. Oh, for both parties.
1: Absolutely, of course. And like the reality is like, you know, yeah, I I say manifest your soulmate and and people sometimes get triggered by the word soulmate and what does that mean Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. But like the reality is, is like, you know, there are, I was just having this conversation actually with a girl, with a girlfriend of mine and we were talking about our relationships and our past relationships. And, and I was talking about one of my past relationships and, and he was a really good guy you know, like he was a really nice guy. We had a lot of fun together. We had similar senses of humor. You know, he was a good human. You know, there was nothing wrong with him. But when I look back at the relationship and I look back at what could have been, I see myself as I would have been the same person that I now, let's just say we hypothetically stayed together. I would have been the exact same person I was in college now. Wow. I never would have grown. And so when I think about a soulmate, I think of about somebody who's really going to challenge the evolution of your soul. Yeah. Right? And that's going to be amazing and beautiful. And you're going to become more and more and more of who you are and who you've always been, right? In this beautiful, powerful space. But that doesn't always mean it's going to be pretty.
0: Yeah, that is true. <laughs>
1: right? mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that you're not gonna be triggered, or you're not gonna feel challenged, right? But when I think of a soulmate, that that's really what I think of is is who can challenge you and love you unconditionally at the same time for you to become more and more of who you are. And when after this conversation that I had with my my friend about this, our you know our ex boyfriends and stuff, and we were talking about that, you know, I I went up to Josh and I just said. I just want to thank you so much for always challenging me to just be better and to be myself, you know, cause that's, that's really all he wants from me. And that's all I really want from him when it comes down to it.
0: Mm. Do you talk a lot about do you, like, tw- do people come to you a lot about like the difference between soulmate and twin flames?
1: Um, not so much, not so much, but sometimes, sometimes I know we were just talking about this a little bit before. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, and I think what's important to you know, and and sometimes they're the same and sometimes they're different. I think sometimes people get like really caught up in in twin flames. And I think what's important to recognize is that, you know, I think that sometimes how do I say this? I think sometimes labeling something can create more energy and expectation around mm-hmm. something rather than just letting it unfold and progress as it as it should.
0: Totally. That makes sense.
1: Right? And yeah. so, you know, because I've seen girlfriends of mine be like, I think he's my twin flame. And then they're doing all this research and on, on twin flames and they have to release their twin flame and then they get <laughs> a healer to help them let their twin flame go. And I'm like, wait, like, like just date, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> just date and see if it works out and and just let things unfold as as they should and just allow yourself to be in the presence of love loving yourself open to the experience of love with this other person and you know and and i think also with also recognizing that when you're first meeting somebody in in an intense you know when you're first meeting somebody and falling in love it is the most magical experience that really exists in my personal opinion mm-hmm. right like you are so high on your own supply like all day <laughs> you like forget to eat you forget to sleep you're just like like you just see the world through rose colored glasses it's the most amazing thing and so you know it's just to recognize that um like that's amazing and as you start to date and as you start to grow and as your relationship continues to evolve that things will come up because they do and because we're all human and just to take it you know with the care and the love and the presence that feels right without trying to fit this person into what you think it should be mm. Because that's also what I've seen too, is people be like, he's my twin flame, so I have to do this, this, and this, and this. And think, well, okay, <laughs> maybe, but like, let's just say he's not your twin flame. How would, how would this experience be if, if he wasn't? How would you see this experience,
0: you know? Yeah. And just staying super present.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So I don't know. That's just my perspective on it.
0: No, I li- I love hearing your perspective. It's like there's so much information out there. I just find it all so fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I know many people who also have shared their experiences be- like around Twin Flame stuff and it's just interesting. Yeah. But yeah. I see how it can get a little, you know iffy when people like really have these high expectations, like, Oh my God, I want to meet my twin flame. all you know? Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, then it's like, he's my twin flame. You know, he's not
1: supposed to be doing this. It's like, (laughs) well, (laughs) he's also a human.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And everyone's experience is totally different. You can't have like a one size fits all description of how it's supposed to be.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know. So I think it's just it's like recognizing and and remembering that we're all one and we're all all connected by this human and spiritual love experience. And in that way, in many ways, you know, we're all each other's soulmates. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we're all here to help each other's souls evolve to the next level. And so, like recognizing that there's love and energy and passion everywhere.
0: So true. So true. So I'm going to switch gears a little bit. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> and ask you, you're like really into kundalini yoga and meditation. Yes. How did you get into all of that? And how has that like really propelled your spiritual growth in like a, a big way? Because I've heard, I have never done kundalini yoga, but I've heard many things from people that it's like really opened them up in like a way that's like unexplainable.
1: Oh my god, yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you've never done it. That's <laughs> crazy. If we lived closer, I would come over right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and why? And I would lead you through an experience. Oh my gosh, Kundalini is so cool. So yeah. So I learned about Kundalini yoga. From Gabby Bernstein, because she's also a Kundalini yoga teacher. And so when I was at that Spirit Junkie Masterclass the the year I went, what happened was she was playing some mantra music. I know what it is now, but she was playing some mantra music. And like, you know, a lot of people so I had only been following Gabby when I went for the first time for like maybe like a month. (laughs) You know, like I didn't know anything. And people I've been I was in a room with her with people who'd been following with her for years. So they already knew like her style and the music she played and like all this stuff. So, and they knew about the Kundalini and everything and I knew nothing, nothing. <laughs> so, so I'm in the room with all these people and everybody's hands are in prayer pose and they're like singing this mantra music and I'm like kind of looking around and everybody's like crying and like having mm. this experience. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. kind <laughs> <laughs> of weird. And I'm like, but I'm just like kind of going within. the rest of the weekend was awesome. I was meeting cool people. So it was all good, you know? And so, and then the next day happened, she played the same mantra music. It was how we like tuned in. And it's, it's a way that she often, you know, starts a lot of her talks. It's the same song. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so I've learned that now, but um, at the time I didn't know. And so she's playing the song and I have my hands in prayer pose and I don't know what happened to me, but I just started crying. Wow. I was so moved by the experience, the energy in the room, the music, the mantras, just all of it. Like I just had an experience and I was like, whoa, this stuff is powerful. And then she taught a few other kundalini things that weekend and and it piqued my interest. And then I I started doing a little bit of my own research on kundalini yoga. I have a studio close to me that has a little some Kundalini yoga classes. So I went to a couple of those and, and then I found these Kundalini um, meditations for, this is another one Gabby teaches a lot is Kundalini meditation for manifesting. and, And another one is a Kundalini meditation for prosperity. And so at the time it was, like I said, I was working, you know, like 12 hour days and in traffic and no time for exercise or dinner or anything. And I would, what But, what was great was about my job at my at my office, my day job. I was in this office. I was basically like an oversized closet. So there were no windows. So what I would do is during my lunchtime or if I wasn't seeing clients, I would close my door and I'd lock it so that people would think I was busy. Mm -hmm. And I would change into yoga clothes. And I would, in my office, and I had a yoga mat that I stored in my office. Mm -hmm. And I would do yoga.
0: (laughs) I would do yoga
1: or other types of yoga. I do yoga and I would meditate in my office. And I only almost got caught once, <laughs> 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 and so and I would do I would meditate in my office and I do the meditations for prosperity and I would do the manifesting meditations in my office and I would really get into the feeling and feeling the energy of what it would be like not to have to be in that office anymore mm-hmm. and you know I and it really I think like kind of the contrast right like I know you, you listen a lot of Abraham Hicks and stuff right the mm-hmm. contrasting experience right like of where I was and where I wanted to be I could really feel it when I'm mm-hmm. being in that room and so, you know, in, in doing that, like all of a sudden, all these clients would show up, you know, in my private practice. And I was like, oh, wow, like this stuff really works. And oh, wow, like money's just coming in from everywhere. And like, this is really cool. Like, this is really great. So anyway, um, so I w- did that. And, you know, within, like I said, within the year, f- almost to the day from when I went to masterclass to the following year is when I was able to quit my job. Wow. And, um, and so I just knew that these Kundalini meditations worked and like, and I didn't even really know what I was doing. I was just like following YouTube videos, you know? And so, um, about, so it, I can't believe it'll be two, two years ago in, in September, I decided to get certified in Kundalini yoga because I was like, Oh, like this will be great. And and I would bring some of the the few things that I was learning. I'd bring into like my therapy sessions with my clients and they really liked it and it would work for them. So I was like, okay, like this is really cool. I need to learn more so I can know what I'm talking about when I'm teaching it to people. So I, I took the Kundalini Yoga teacher training. It was amazing. I had such an incredible experience. I like Kundalini yoga, like there is just nothing like it. Like when I think about when a lot of us, like people living in the United States, like when we think of yoga, we think of exercising and stretching and, you know, going on your head and standing there for like an hour, you know, whatever. And like putting your legs behind your head. But Mm -hmm. Kundalini yoga is really the like, I see it as like the yoga of your energy. And so like when you go into a Kundalini yoga class, you're doing meditation, you're doing mantra, you're doing breath work, and you're doing these asana practices that really push you to your limit to like for you to reorganize your nervous system so that you can really be in tune with the universe. Because all the word yoga really means is unifying finite and infinite consciousness. And so, all yoga is a way to do that. But in Kundalini yoga, you can get into that place in like three minutes.
0: Wow. That that was my next question. I was going to say, like, how long were you doing these little yoga sessions in your office? Yeah,
1: (laughs) Yeah. you can get into that. The kundalini yoga, what I love about it is it works and it works fast. Whereas like, you know, in a yoga class, you know, you stretch, you, you know, you you walk out, you feel good. But I I never really felt, there was only one time when I was about 16, I had an experience in a yoga class where... I went to this random, you know, like gym yoga, like with like my mom, you know, <laughs> and mm-hmm. she's like, well, let's go to yoga. And I'm like, okay. And at the end of class, I had this experience where I just started crying. Mm. But it wasn't sad. It was just a total body release, but I just had no idea what was going on. It was a little scary at the time. And I went up to the teacher and I'm like, I'm just like, like, Pull, brushing away tears you know like from my cheeks I'm like what is ha- what is happening to me like I don't know like this is really scary. And he's like you're just releasing stress. like it's okay like you're gonna be fine. <laughs> you know And so I had that experience. That was a little scary but you know now I understand what that was. and um, but with Kundalini yoga, you know it's if you go to a class it's not like any other yoga class you've ever been to it's completely different. And people go in and you're doing these kind of crazy wackadoodle exercises and you're sort of like, what is happening? I don't understand. I don't know what this is. Why am I here? And then you walk out and all of a sudden, all the colors in the world and in nature are just so much brighter. Your
0: head and your spirit are so lifted. And you're just like,
1: wow, life just
0: feels really good. Well, I know what I'm going to be doing later today. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So it's just so cool. And so now, you know, I have these workshops where I combine the Kundalini yoga with coaching and it's just like, it's amazing. We laugh, we cry, we have these experiences of expansion and healing and it's
0: so beautiful. That's so amazing. Yeah. I want you to come. I would, next time I'm in New York, I'll have to come. Do you do them often? Um, well, I'll, you tell me when you're
1: coming and I'll do one. Oh, all right. I'm excited.
0: <laughs> Man, it's been so long since I've seen you.
1: I know. It's been really long.
0: Been so, long. yeah. So, have you just... so. The plant medicine stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna right, talk so about it. So, so for
0: yeah. So for everyone listening, I Ashley and I met through plant medicine stuff. And yes. and every most of the people listening know that I'm very passionate about it. But I'm, yeah, I'm
1: coming out of the plant medicine closet today on the <laughs> podcast.
0: <laughs> it's a popular topic. Yeah. So did you get into plant medicine? after the Kundalini and all that experience? What led you to it? I'm curious.
1: Yeah. So um, I don't know if I should out. (laughs) (laughs) So I found the plant medicine, I found plant medicine through Josh. And so he, so that was part of the, the world that I had no idea that existed. And I, you know, probably still am in many ways, but Certainly like in high school, like goody two shoes, like I never smoked pot, I never did drugs, I drank, sure, you know, but you know, I I just wasn't into all that stuff. And, you know, for me I was like, you know, I'm a happy drunk. Like I don't really need to do drugs, like I'm fine with that, you know. Mm-hmm. And so but I didn't understand how plant medicine worked and how that was very different than a drug experience and how, you know, it can expand your consciousness and awareness and and healing on levels that you didn't even know existed. I had no idea. And I remember, you know, Josh would come home and, and he would tell, you know, when we were first dating, he, I think maybe did one or two of them. Um, when we were first dating before I went to one and, um, he would come home from them and he would tell me about them. And and so I had no frame of reference or understanding, you know, like what, it was. And he would tell me about them. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> and then we got engaged. And so once we got engaged, he's like, Okay, I think you're ready to come. And, you know, we got, we met and got engaged pretty quickly. So, wow. um, yeah. So we met and like, we met in February. We got serious in May. We moved in together end of September, beginning of October. And we got engaged in November. And then my first plant medicine experience was in December. Wow. Yeah. So, um, and it was, it was wild. It was wild. It was really, really crazy and Would amazing. Be,
0: yeah. It, I mean, it is. It's, it's life changing. Oh, and yeah. Of course, you know, I always say it's life changing. It's not like you need that, you know? Yeah. And it's not for everyone, but it, it can be very, very, very life changing yeah. uh, and allow you to just access parts of yourself that you. Didn't realize needed healing and stuff. So, what what has been like the biggest like realization or transformation for you from the plant medicine experiences?
1: Oh my god!
0: <laughs> I know so many.
1: Right, <laughs> that is such a loaded question. Well, first, I just want to say, you know, because we were just talking about Kundalini yoga, we moved into plant medicine, and and if somebody out there, you know, wants to have that plant medicine experience, but they're not they're concerned about the plant medicine part of it. Kundalini yoga can get you to the same place.
0: That's what it sounded like. Yeah.
1: It it takes you to the same place. It's just a different way in, you know, in the way that I, so I've experienced, had experiences being on a Kundalini high that have been very similar to plant medicine experiences, you know, and you really get high on your own supply and it's very, very cool. It's a little bit I wanna say harder in a way, you know, because you're using your body in a different way, or your breath work or things like that, whereas plant medicine, you know, you just take a plant. But it's so for anybody out there, it's just so that you know, it's an, it's just another way in to the same place. Yeah. So but what's the biggest takeaway? There there have been so many over the years. So let's see, so I've been doing it on and off for six years, I guess which is crazy. And there was a period of time so right after Josh and I so right after my first plant medicine experience, a lot of stuff started coming up personally in my in my life where it was impacting our relationship and it was all like how do I say this? It ooh, excuse me, it was all like Stuff that was related to me becoming an adult and getting married and starting my new adult life, or and leaving, you know, my parents. I was an only child, and, and I, uh, my dad had been sick for several years, and I moved home to help them and take care of him. And that's when I met Josh, and and so there was a lot of stuff in that dynamic that were that was going on that was, you know, very difficult for me to let go of the past and step forward into the future. And so the plant medicine really helped me develop and connect to my inner voice and my inner strength and what it is that I truly desired so that I could do whatever I needed to do for my soul to evolve as it was meant to versus feeling like I had to succumb to my experiences or the expectations that others had for me.
0: Mm, that's powerful.
1: Yeah. It's super powerful. And and there's a lot of other things that happen too. But I think that the biggest thing that happened with the plant medicine was, was healing and becoming more aware of and in tune with how maybe... I don't know. And I think all of us are subjected to this, and, and we're all experiencing this on different levels at different phases. But, like, how, how molded we've been by society, by our parents, by schools, by, you know, religion, you know, and, and how we grow up and, and we are think, thinking that we're becoming ourselves, but we're really becoming what people expected us to be. Right, and then you get to a certain point in in your life, and you're like, "Wait a second, this wasn't. If I had a choice, this wouldn't have been it." Right, yeah. and then you have to kind of like backtrack and recognize your participation in that dynamic that you let it happen. But then you also have to make choices that may uh, that's going to upset your current norm, and it takes a lot of strength and healing work and to to be able to do that and i think that the plant medicine helped help me to recognize that truth and that dynamic within myself and give me the strength to keep fighting for my life in that way
0: yeah that's really really powerful and i feel like for, for me not not only the plant medicine but just just like all of this work you know the personal spiritual growth in general Mm-hmm. Going deep with it just really helps you come to that place of self-acceptance and self-love, the, the whole point of it, you know? <laughs> yeah, totally. Like working through all of the, the murky parts of yourself to realize that you're so imperfectly perfect as you are, and you're always going to be expanding and evolving and growing. And the whole point of life really is love and presence and gratitude,
1: Yeah. And and also in recognizing all of that, because yes, it is all about that. But I think what we also don't realize as we're doing that is as we're doing that for ourselves, we're also healing all of the people and generations around us, right? Like that just by doing that for ourselves, we're actually helping other people heal in in that way. And I'm just going to tell you this quick story about... So my first journey experience right? So it was like really kind of wacky and crazy. And, and you know, I had no idea what was going to happen. But so it was, it was so interesting. So at the time, so my dad had been sick for, for a very long time and, and he was a little bit better at that point. but still not, still not well. And for whatever reason that day, I had worn this necklace that was a little diamond heart that my mom had, get. so my dad had some heart conditions and, and uh, she gave me this heart. It was like symbolic of his heart. Right. And uh, when he was in the hospital.
0: Mm.
1: And so it was so interesting because I never really wore that necklace for whatever reason. And then for our first plant, my first plant experience, I decided to wear that necklace that day. Right. And so we go, we have the experience. Josh and I have this really healing thing that happened, you know, and I, where I really got vulnerable and opened up and he saw, you know, what I had been through and he was there for me and supported me. And we, Anyway, it was really cool. And then at the end of it, I was talking with another, another young woman who was her first plant medicine experience too. And we were sort of just talking and all of a sudden the necklace just broke. Wow. Like it just, like I wasn't playing with it. I wasn't playing with my hair. Like it just broke. And I remember it like fell into my shirt and I was like, oh my God. And then I was like, wow, like, you know, at first I thought like, did something happen to my dad, mm-hmm. Right did something happen? Should I call my parents? Is everything okay? Like, oh my God, like what is happening? Right. And I was like, okay. Then I heard a message like, no, like just wait, like, and see what happens. Right. And then the next, so I just like waited it out and I didn't freak out about it, although it was a little freaky. And then the next week, my dad had some sort of doctor's appointment and they, the doctor said to him, they're like, what have you been doing because you're so much better than you were since your last appointment, which was like a week ago. Mm. Like what what changed? And like, they hadn't done anything differently, but it was the energy that Josh and I had worked through and set free so that he could heal.
0: Wow. Do you know? It, it yeah.
1: Like, it was just like, it like, and they didn't know what we were doing and or what that was about, you know? Yeah, but like all of a sudden, like he's so much better, you know, from whatever it was. It was, it was, it was
0: bananas. That's amazing. It was,
1: it was so crazy, and so that's why that's why I'm saying because you were just saying, you know, how like it's all about self love and growth and all this stuff. And like, yes, because like, at, but like, what I think we forget and and we think it's selfish and all this stuff is like, no, when we do that, it's the most like selfless thing we could actually do because it is actually healing all of the people that we love and we care about on so many other levels more than they can even understand.
0: Yeah. Even people we don't know, it's like healing the collective in a sense too Mm -hmm. in a human way. Totally. That's also why I think it's so important. That's also why I'm so passionate about helping people not only like, you know, come to this place of acceptance and, and and following their passions and purpose, but like really, really stepping into the message they have to share because I uh, like, just how self love and and doing this healing work helps the world i feel like the more people who step into their purpose and share their message and gifts and energy we create this domino effect that really really is shifting things on the planet in a big way you know other coaches healers you know what i mean
1: absolutely of course how can it not
0: yeah
1: right And so I, listen, I'm, I'm so with you and I think it's so amazing. Like, and I'm like, I've said to you privately, but I'm just so proud of like what you're doing and how many people you're reaching. I just think it's like so amazing. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My soul's work, you know? I I know. I (laughs) know. Oh, it's, it's much bigger than just growing a business. It's like, you know, like this is your soul's calling. This is your purpose. We need to do this together. I can't do it alone.
1: know, <laughs> <laughs> no one person can. And no one person like expects one person to do it. Right? Like, we all have to do this together. And yeah. the more that we can just evolve into who we truly are and be unapologetic about it, the greater we're, we all are for that.
0: Yeah. And everyone has their own stories, their own gifts, their own way of getting things out into the world and and, and making a difference, making an impact. And so everyone is... Freaking important!
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's and like thank you, know, you
0: for all the work that you're doing.
1: Oh my gosh! Well, uh, thank you for thanking me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you know, I, this is what I tell a lot with you know any clients that are maybe struggling with their career or what they're doing. I'm like, listen, like you know, I I knew that my my soul's calling was to help people at a very young age. Like I I knew it, and I followed it. I'm like the most indecisive person in many other aspects of my life, but that is something that I just knew. But you know, everybody's way is different. Like no one else could have been Steve Jobs and like you know invented like these little mini computers that like all of us carry around and like cannot live without. You know what I mean? No one else could have done that. Like no one else could have been Walt Disney and created all that and created so much love and joy and experience. Like everybody, you know, nobody. Like I love going to whole. Food so much. I talk about it a lot on my Instagram because number one, I'm always there. But number two, I'm like friends with all the people that work there. I'm there so <laughs> but I love going there because I love, you know, people take pride in the work that they do there, whether it's a guy at the fish counter or the cashier, like, you know, I know their whole life stories. And like, and I'm so glad that they're there in that role at that time. Right. And so it doesn't, Totally matter what it is, as long as you feel that your soul is being fulfilled. Because whatever it is, is perfect, and we need you there.
0: Yeah, so freaking true. Mm-hmm. So true. Wow, we covered a lot today. We covered this so was much. fun. This was so much fun. Oh Thank gosh. you so much. Is there anything else that you would love to share before we wrap it up?
1: Uh, Well, if anybody is interested in manifesting their soulmate, feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on Instagram. I am Ashley Watson. Um, I love to chat with you and connect with you and just help make dating and falling in love a fun and easy process because it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be a struggle. And you are so worthy and deserving of the love that you have dreamt of and imagine is possible for you. So, yeah. So... That's really it. I just want to say thank you so much to you, Stephanie. You're so amazing, and I'm so envious of your mermaid hair. (laughs) And you're so magical and yourself. And I just so admire. That was like one of the things that really just attracted me to you when we met at that ceremony. Was that like you are just who you are, and you own that. And I just so love and appreciate that about you.
0: And so thank you. Aww, thank you so much. Yeah, Making so- me blush. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So guys, make sure you check out the show notes. I ha- I will put Ashley's links in there so you can find her and connect with her. And Ashley, thank you again so much for sharing all of this amazing stuff. This was awesome. This was
1: so thank awesome. You. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for no being here.
0: <laughs> Bye, guys.